welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 524. About a half mile wide, about a mile back from the road, he'll keep an eye out for their camp and their sentries, so the rest of us don't stumble into them accidentally. Hespi shook her head. That's no good. They won't be that close to the road. If they're looking to stay hid, they'll be farther back, at least two or three miles. Dayden nodded. I'd make sure I was at least four miles from the road before I hunkered down and made a habit of killing folk. I think so too, I agreed. But they have to make their way to the road sooner or later. They have to post lookouts and travel back and forth for ambushes. They need to reprovision themselves. Since they've been here several months, odds are they've worn some sort of trail. I added a little detail to my dirt map with my stick. After Martin has scouted, two of us will go in and make a careful search behind him. We'll cover a thin strip of forest, searching for any signs of their trail. The other two will keep an eye on the camp. We can cover about two miles a day. We'll start on the north side of the road and search from west to east. If we don't find a trail, we'll cross to the south side of the road and work our way back from east to west. I finished drawing in the dirt and stood back. We'll find their trail in a span of days. Maybe two, depending on our luck. I leaned back and drove my stick into the ground. Dayton stared bleakly at the rough map. You'll need more supplies, I nodded. We'll move camp every fifth day. Two of us will walk back to Crossen and get supplies. The other two will move the camp. Martin will rest. Martin spoke up. We'll have to be careful with our fires from now on, too, he said. The smell of smoke will give us away if we're upwind of them. I nodded. We'll need a fire pit every night, and we'll want to keep an eye out for rental trees. I looked at Martin. You know what a rental looks like, don't you? His expression was surprised. Hespi looked back and forth between us. What's rental? she asked. It's a tree, Martin said. Good for firewood. It burns clean and hot. No smoke to speak of. And hardly any stink of smoke either. Even when the wood is green, I said. Same with the leaves. It's useful stuff. It doesn't grow everywhere, but I've seen some around. How does a city boy like you know something like that? Dayden asked. Knowing things is what I do, I said seriously. And what in the world makes you think I grew up in a city? Dayden shrugged, looking away. And that's the page! I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. More heist planning. This is a decent plan, but the first thing I think of is what if the bandits haven't worn a trail? I mean, leaving a trail seems like the one thing you wouldn't want to do if you were setting up a long-term bandit camp. I feel like you would try to make your way through in different paths every time so as not to leave a trail back to you. I mean, I guess my assumption is that that's why Dayton is scouting ahead for obvious signs of bandits and then the thorough search that the other two people are going to be doing behind him is to search for the signs that someone has hidden a trail. 
right? Because I think you're right that they're probably not stupid enough to just go like blundering through the woods. But even if someone tries to cover up a trail that they have made, I think that it's easy enough to spot the signs of that if that's what you're looking for and you have that kind of training. That's my understanding of what they're doing. Yeah, I'm honestly not too bothered by the details here. (laughs) As is often the case when someone is outlining their plan, I think that we're supposed to be so dazzled by how thorough we think Quoth is being that we won't think of what he hasn't accounted for, which is what tends to happen. Like in a heist movie, they lay out their awesome plan and then something goes wrong because they didn't account for it. Yes, which is the best of heist movies. I don't think anyone has ever made a heist movie where the heist just goes off perfectly because there's no tension or drama there, right? Something has to go wrong. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. Usually the opening, if there's like an opening heist, that's what goes off okay. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, sometimes I'd like to see that. I'd like to see a movie about a bunch of professionals doing their job well, sort of a procedural, you know, like a CSI, but for crime. I think Leverage is the show you're looking for. There you go. Leverage, a uh, show run by John Rogers, who was tapped to show run the uh, Kingkiller show. Oh, wow. I have never even heard of this. And then I think he went back to show running Leverage. Yeah, they rebooted it, I believe. My man Christian Kane is getting work. Love that for him. Incidentally, uh, John Rogers has tweeted uh, indicating that the King Killer show is dead in the water. So don't hold your breath for the King Killer show anytime soon. (gasps) (sighs) 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 More time to finish our (sighs) podcast. Hmm. Have we seen rental trees before? Has that been discussed previously? I don't recall, and I did Google it, and it's no such thing in real life, so this is a fantasy invention. It's not Roa, obviously. No. No. I mean, I do but know enough... another lightly magical tree. I, I mean, I do know enough about woodcraft to know that different kinds of wood are better for building different kinds of, of fires, and some are, like, no good for building kinds of fires. But I couldn't tell you what those trees are. Yeah, I can't think of a wood that burns, like, so clean that there's no smoke. Yeah, that seems like, uh, that's why I say it's probably lightly magical, because I don't think any such thing in the real world exists. There might be, like, light smoke, there might be, like, some clean burning wood. But I'd be surprised if there was wood that is so clean burning that you could cook fires without it. And I wonder what the purpose of this is. Um, I don't recall any moment where the rental, like, pays off in this book anyway. So why not? And like they even say we can eat cold if we can't find rental wood. So like why even have this interjection in here? I'm sure it's a little bit of world building. And maybe, maybe, maybe this is a stretch. But maybe it's like because we also know that Roa is a real world or is a is a fictional wood that like has some kind of magical ish properties. So maybe, maybe, maybe there's like some lightly magical wood in in the world and we know there's some like there's some lightly magical trees that we encounter obviously the kathea tree and uh the sword tree of the adem so it's possible that like there's a bit of magic tied to nature and trees in particular but uh we don't really get enough to dig into that i mean it might not be that it's lightly magical it might just be like an environmental thing because like theoretically the drier the wood the less smoke so if it's like a really 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 dry tree maybe it like is not a magical thing yeah but even quote even says if it's green or even if you burn the leaves it, it yeah okay that's a good smoke, point yeah but, if it's good yeah, yeah okay fine reasonable must be magical at least a little bit <laughs> 
according to a our customary cursory Google, uh, woods like oak, maple, birch, uh, cherry, beech, and ash uh, burn uh, long and hot with relatively little smoke. What about cedar? Cedar did not appear in my cursory Google. Oh, I use cedar for kindling a lot when I'm camping. Jordan, I think cedar is very sappy, and so it it tends to. Well, it makes fantastic kindling. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, it... uh, my we we have to age it for a year before we burn it at my cottage mm-hmm. um, to to dry it out enough. So that might be why. I know cedar like leaves make like cedar pine needles make good kindling, but usually when they're dry. But you know, I don't know enough. Maybe I'm just talking into. Me arse. The beat on the bottom of this page where uh, they're all a little bit surprised that Quoth knows this much woodcraft. And Dayton is the one who says, how does a city boy like you know something like that? And Quoth, he does kind of the same thing that he did when he was like, I know how to make a fire. And he like lights one with sympathy. Like, you don't know anything about me. You don't know what I can do. But he does it in a in a less confrontational and frankly a smarter way, where he just says, "Knowing things is what I do, and what in the world makes you think I grew up in a city?" Which still gives him this air of like confidence and mystery, but it doesn't make him threatening, and it's not as like aggressive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like he can't turn it off. It's like his default setting is mystique building. Uh, and even when he's not necessarily trying to, although maybe he is trying to here, who knows, but he always seems to be taking steps to like make himself seem all knowing and mysterious. It makes sense that Dayton would have assumed he grew up in a city though. Yes. Like mm-hmm. based on everything that he has gleaned about Quoth thus far. Yeah. Generally speaking, fancy lad means city. Yeah. Things and stuff, stuff and things, things and stuff. What you can expect on any episode of our show just like the one that's coming up tomorrow on another page. Uh, the Wind. Wind.